TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome back to Kick It Naturally. I'm TC Hale and I don't have a speedboat. So the new year is upon us, 2021. What a magical year that must be, considering the crap box that we got before that. But everybody's all excited. Uh, we're still going to be dealing with some of the same situations, but it's still a new year, so that counts as new, better stuff. And people uh, inevitably will be talking about, hey, I want to lose weight for two weeks. I'm going to put two weeks into it. Uh, so I definitely want to do that for two weeks. And that seems to happen a lot at the beginning of the year. So I tend to get a lot of those questions at the beginning of the year. But I'm going to want you guys to put more than two weeks worth of effort in there. And it doesn't have to be maximum effort, but I just need you to understand that it's going to take you more than two weeks. So we want to create something that can be a little more consistent. But here's the question that I wanted to talk about today. And it kind of, I get this question a lot. It's kind of surprising how people put these two things together. Um, but Julie emailed me and she said that I want to lose weight in the new year, but I'm dealing with acid reflux symptoms. Is my acid reflux contributing to my weight gain? And this is something that I actually get people asking me a lot. And I think that the correlation that they get is that um, I'm feeling this, uh, the acid's coming from my stomach. Uh, my stomach is bigger, so is this creating a problem of, of weight gain? So I kind of wanted to break this down a little bit and talk about what's actually going on so that you don't have this freaking you out, but also so that you can fix the issue and uh, understand the actual correlation that's going on between acid reflux and weight gain. Because there are some issues there that you need to be aware of. Um, and you also need to be aware that the problem can be corrected. And we hear from people who correct the issue all the time. And I'm one of those people. Hi, how you doing? So this is something that people can fix. Now, here's the kind of the breakdown that we need to look at. We all understand that I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving any kind of medical advice. But I, I do want people to understand what's happening here. Some, some of these digestive symptoms are just so common that people think, oh, well, everybody gets bloated. That's no big deal. My mom was always bloated, so that's why I'm bloated, and that's just how it is. But a lot of these digestive symptoms that we experience, whether it's acid reflux or bloating or constipation or diarrhea or food just sitting in your stomach like a rock for three hours, all those things, any of those symptoms are signs that digestion is not working correctly, that there's something going wrong in there that needs to be corrected and needs to be corrected, and your body's like, hey, you might want to check this out a little bit. I'm trying to tell you that you got some problems here. And of course, all the pharmaceutical commercials tell us, you know, hey, you're having acid reflux. Uh, you got to turn off that acid. You have too much acid and it's coming up and it's burning you. So if you take this pill, you can either neutralize this acid or you could take this other pill. This other pill is really cool because it just turns the acid off altogether. And the person takes the pill and then they either they don't feel the heartburn because the, the antacid neutralized the acid. So now it doesn't burn them. Or they took another pill that turned off the body's ability to make that acid. And then the symptom goes away. And the person's like, I fixed it. I'm a magical wizard and a genius. But the problem is, is that they didn't actually fix it. They just removed the body's ability to feel that symptom. In other words, it's the acid coming back up your esophagus that creates that discomfort. That creates 
the pain it creates. It can create a lot of different symptoms, chronic cough. Uh, it causes a lot of vocal issues for me. Um, it can create uh, almost like a feeling like a heart attack. A lot of people that go to the hospital for a heart attack are actually having acid reflux symptoms. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that if you have heart attack symptoms, don't go because it's just reflux. That's Don't think that I'm saying that. That's a silly thing. Um, You actually want to go to the hospital if you think you're having a heart attack. But a lot of people will get there and they'll be like, yeah, you had acid reflux. So it can create a lot of symptoms. So when you turn off this acid, you are turning off uh, the the whatever is creating that sensation of the burning or whatever other problem that it's causing. But what happens is our stomach makes digestive sim, uh, enzymes. And these enzymes are made to break down protein. Well, guess what the tissues in your esophagus are made of? Yeah, it's protein. That's what you're made of, protein. So you can still have digestive enzymes that are coming up and still creating damage to your tissues. You just won't feel it like you will when it's acid. So a person can take these pills for a really long time and um, turn off that acid symptom and still be creating damage from the digestive enzymes that your stomach is still making to help you break down your food. So you're not actually correcting the problem. You're just removing the symptom of that problem. So this is how it works. This is how acid reflux works for most people. And what happens is when we eat food, and man, that food was delicious. Give me another one of those. So we eat the food and then we chew it up and we swallow it. And when it makes it down to our stomach, it, it passes through what's called a lower esophageal sphincter. And that's a little valve that's at the bottom of your esophagus right before your stomach. So the food passes that valve and goes into the stomach. And then the stomach says, hey, I'm going to go ahead and break this down because we want to use this fuel. We want to use the fuel that's in this food. So we got to break it down to access those uh, nutrients. So the, the stomach makes stomach acids, what we call hydrochloric acid. And then that acid starts to break down the food and begins the whole process of the digestion. So without that stomach acid, the food doesn't start to break down. That's a real problem. We'll talk about that more in a second. But what happens is when the stomach gets acidic enough, it triggers that valve, that lower esophageal sphincter valve, it triggers the valve to close. And then the food and and the acid does not come back up. So the problem is, is a person can make a small amount of stomach acid. There's a lot of reasons that a person might not be making enough acid. Um, But even if they're not taking a drug that's turning it off, like the the body needs like minerals and such to make that hydrochloric acid. It needs chloride. It needs all this stuff to make hydrochloric acid. So if a person doesn't have all these resources, the body can't make enough. And the stomach may get a little bit acidic, but not enough to trigger that valve to close. So now there's some acid swimming around in that stomach trying to break down the food, but it's not enough acid to trigger that valve to, to close, and now it comes back up. So the acid comes back up and burns us, not because we had too much stomach acid, it's because we didn't have enough stomach acid. To actually correct this problem so that you can actually digest your food and pull the nutrients out of the food and get fuel from that food and all those things that your body needs that food for. Your body doesn't need a salami sandwich. Your body can't do anything with a salami sandwich. But what your body can use is minerals and vitamins and fats and uh, 
protein that has been broken down into amino acids. Your body can use all that stuff. Your body loves all that stuff. Give me more of that stuff is what your body is saying. And when there's not enough acid there to break the food down, your body can't get those. And then we start to have uh, nutrient deficiencies and mineral deficiencies and all these problems that come about. A lot of the health issues that we deal with are just the fact that the body's not getting what it needs. So we want that stomach acid to be there. So we teach people how to correct an issue of a lack of stomach acid and how to supplement with HCL. And we kind of go into this a lot in our almost free digestion course, uh, it's just it's a 50 cents that just kind of keeps spam people out. But it's basically a free course that we made for our book readers. And we walk people through how to use HCL because you want to do it the right way. There's some very specific steps that are very important that you don't want to skip. Um, so you really want to learn how to do that. Or you could read uh, chapter 3 in, in pretty much any of my books. That always goes through uh, digestion and chapter 3 of all my books. And I teach people how to correct that stuff. So that's easy to do. If you want to download my book, Kick Your Fat in the Nuts, for free, just go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash book. And you can get that for free. But you can also sign up for the digestion course if you're more of a I want to watch this in videos and kind of be walked through and have my hand held and show me how to do that stuff, then you can sign up for that course there as well. But we help teach people how to acidify the stomach correctly so that the stomach is now acidic enough to trigger that valve to close. And then that stops the reflux. And um, some people will need more steps. Some people may have some type of bacterial overgrowth. And then the waste from that bacteria is making the stomach very alkaline. So when you put HCL in your stomach, uh, the alkaline waste from the bacteria can neutralize it and it's kind of making it worthless. So you might have to take some steps to take care of a bacterial overgrowth because this HCL in our stomach, it, it doesn't only help us break down our food. It's like the barrier to the body. It's like this protector and it kind of any of these bad varmints that come into the body on the food that we're eating and, and there's bacteria and there's just varmints all over the place. It's, it's in our world that we live and they come into us and the HCL is there to kind of fry them and kill them and it kind of protects the body. But when there's not enough acid there, varmints are coming in. Like they're, they're setting up camp and they're having a keg party and they're sending their kids to college and it's a great time. Um, and then they replicate and then the waste is very alkaline and it makes the stomach even more alkaline so more of their friends can come in and come and join the party. It's also possible that somebody could be dealing with a hiatal hernia where the, the stomach has kind of been pulled up into the diaphragm a little bit and so the valve is not able to close correctly because it's structurally just jacked up a little bit uh, and that can be a problem. But uh, most commonly it's going to be an issue where a person doesn't have enough stomach acid so it's not closing correctly. And of course you just need to understand how to use HCL the right way because if you add a little bit in and, but it's not enough to acidify the stomach completely to trigger the valve to close, now you have a little bit more acid in there, so now your acid reflux symptoms are going to be magnified, like a lot more, and it's going to burn a whole lot more. So you got to understand how to work around all those things, so just make sure you, you take the right steps. But you really want to fix this stuff. You're either going to see um, where there's a lack of stomach acid, or there's some type of bacterial overgrowth that's alkalizing any acid that is being made. Occasionally there could be a hiatal hernia, but it's usually one of those other things. 
So it's very common when someone doesn't have enough stomach acid and they're going to take steps to correct it, that they may need to take extra steps to wipe out some bacteria as well. And we teach how to do all that in uh, the digestive course that you can kind of just go through and learn how to do those things. I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that today uh, because I want to talk more about this relationship between acid reflux and weight gain. So let's dig a little bit into that. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, if you're already using the supplements we teach people how to use in our books and courses, this membership will pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before. You can not only browse our viewpoint about hundreds of health topics in relation to bio-individuality, the system also allows you to search video and audio content. You even get access to a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. All this for $9 a month. It's ridiculous and we don't care, but we just wanted to create a membership that just about anyone could afford. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. We'll see you on the inside. Of course we're going to see him on the inside. What kind of idiot wouldn't sign up for all that for nine bucks? Well, I'm, I'm still recording. Ah, I should probably pay attention a little more. So it's not so much that the symptom of acid reflux is going to be creating some type of weight gain. That's not really how it works. But the symptom of reflux is telling you that things are going wrong that could lead to weight gain. Does that make sense? So when we don't have enough acid to start breaking down our food correctly, that means that we're not pulling all the nutrients out of our food which means that we're not getting all the minerals and all the other things out of the food that our body needs. And then when that's the case, we're going to experience cravings. Now, the, the Almost Free Digestion course that I was talking about also teaches people how to look at their own unique bioindividuality by just running simple tests that they can do at home with tools you can pick up at a, a pharmacy or a drugstore. And one of the things we look at is blood pressure and when blood pressure is low, say that that top number, the systolic number, uh, that shows up on a blood pressure reading cuff, when that top number is below 112, that's an indication that mineral levels may be too low. And that can be a problem. Uh, and that's usually where we see people experience significant cravings. And those cravings are not like, I'm a chocoholic, or it's just my personality that you want to give me a donut. It's not like that. People think that they have no willpower. But the reality is that the body is missing stuff. And the body's like, hey, go get me stuff. And when, there is not, when there's not enough minerals in the system, there's a lot of functions in the body that the body can't complete properly. So what the body will do is for some of those functions, it can use glucose in place of those minerals. And it can, it can, if the body is not able to turn a lot of nutrients into fuel properly, it can quickly turn glucose into fuel. And it can turn it into sugar and just burn that off real quick. So the body will say, hey, go, I remember that time that you had that Zagnut bar. I don't know, do they still make Zagnut bars? I don't even know that's a thing anymore. But let's say that you had Nilla wafers and the body's like, oh, I remember those Nilla wafers. I broke them down like that. 
real quick, right into fuel, right into something that I could use instead of minerals, right into this and that. So it remembers that. It's like, hey, go get me Nilla wafers, idiot. You got nothing here. Run, go, go. And that's where we get those cravings and people feel like they just don't have willpower, but it's a, it's a physiological thing that's going on. So guess what? A lot of people give in to those cravings. And then by eating all these you know, donuts and chocolate cake and what about, well, certainly you didn't mean don't eat cookies. How am I going to not have cookies? So people give in to these cravings and then they start keeping their insulin levels high all day, all, all the time. And the body doesn't have the ability to access stored fat and burn it for fuel while those insulin levels are high. So you can see that basically the cravings are creating weight gain and the constantly that need for some type of sugar or something is creating the weight gain so it's not really reflux that's causing it but it's the person's inability to break their food down properly and pull the nutrients and the minerals and everything that it needs out of that food to give the body what it needs because when the body's getting what it needs guess what a person doesn't have cravings. Or when they do, it's like, yeah, it's, I'm just not going to listen to that right now. It's not this uncontrollable, I must have, give me chocolate cake with ice cream. It's not like that. It's just this uh, easier thing to manage. And a lot of people, when they fix their digestion, the cravings just go away. So this is one way, and it's only one way, that if you're dealing with acid reflux, the actual underlying cause of that reflux could be contributing to weight gain. Another issue in this kind of same regard is that let's say a person eats a steak and if he's not making enough hydrochloric acid to break that steak down, well, guess what? It just sits there in his stomach and the way that it breaks down is by process of rotting and fermenting. And this rotting and fermenting process creates all these uh, chemicals and gases and um, all this nasty stuff that you would expect if you put you know, a steak in a trash can and let it just sit there for a week. It's going to start rotting and all these bugs are going to show up. That's kind of what's going on. So when that happens, the person feels lousy. They're all bloated and they, they just, they're not hungry. I don't want to eat. I, I, I still haven't digested the thing I ate seven hours ago. It's the next day and it's still just sitting there like a rock. So when that happens... The person will start to naturally gravitate towards more processed carb type foods because when you eat a processed carbohydrate, some type of food, you know, whether it's bread or, or pizza or just, you know, junk food, um, that food is very easy to break down and turn into fuel. So it doesn't take a lot of uh, resources and everything to break down pizza like it would a steak. So now the person can get some fuel from that and they don't feel so lousy. The, the Funyuns aren't sitting in their stomach for six hours because they can't break down. They practically were broken down before you started eating them because the, the, the processing process uh, turns this food into something that breaks down almost immediately. So these people will start gravitating towards eating more of these processed carbs and away from eating proteins um, and they'll gain weight from that reason. If a person can't process fats, dietary fats correctly, um, then they'll, they'll gravitate away from eating fats that the body really needs and that are healthy for the person and that can really help them a lot of functions in the body. Um, good dietary fats can also tell your body it's okay to let go of stored fat. 
because it's the body's getting the fats that it needs. So if uh, we can't process fats correctly, and in order to do that, we have to have uh, what's called bile flowing correctly. And bile is made by the liver and it's stored in the gallbladder. And then when we eat and the acid food leaves the stomach, the body drops the bile down on there to neutralize that acid. And it creates this sizzle that really breaks the food apart and allows us to pull the nutrients out. So for digestion to work correctly, we need both sides of digestion working correctly, both the uh, stomach acid side and the bile flowing side. And there's a lot of things that can make bile not flow correctly. It'll get too thick and sticky and stagnant and it won't move. And then our bile is not flowing correctly. So now the other side of digestion isn't working and we can't emulsify fats and use the fats that we're eating. So then we, we, those fats have to kind of rot and ferment in order to process. And uh, then they start to become toxic in the body because they're not digested and broken down. And now we feel lousy from all these toxic fats. So we're like, okay, well, we just won't eat fats. Last time I ate that, I felt miserable. So I'm going to eat a Pop-Tart because a Pop-Tart makes me feel good. It makes me happy. I, I have energy when I eat a Pop-Tart. And then the person starts to gravitate more towards this junk-type food. Because, man, I still want to... Fun- I, I understand that I need to le- eat less junk food to lose weight. And I want to lose weight. But when I do that, I don't even feel like a human. I'm, I'm not nice. I yell at the mailman for no reason. Uh, I have no energy. Um, I have these unbelievable cravings. So they see that that doesn't work for them and they start to gravitate more towards this junk food. And the junk food and all the high insulin that comes with all those carbs is going to cause weight gain. It's, it's telling the body to store fuel as fat because the insulin that's so high is saying we have plenty of fuel. We have all this glucose for fuel, so let's just store fat and not burn fat. The problem is the insulin stays higher a lot longer than the glucose. We burn through the glucose, but insulin is going to stay high and tell our body not to burn stored fat. And then we're out of fuel and we eat more junk. So that's just a cycle that's a real problem. And all of this is created by an inability to break down your food and pull the nutrients out. And it's basically the underlying cause of the reflux. So this is another reason that having reflux can lead to weight gain, but the reflux itself does not cause the weight gain. Does that make sense? So the next thing we need to consider is the toxins that the body could be dealing with in this scenario where acid reflux is present. And man, we're kind of talking about a lot of things. This is just reflux and all of a sudden I I can't fit in my pants. So what happens is when this food is not digesting correctly and it's rotting, fermenting and creating all those chemicals and, and gases and stuff like that, that a lot of those turn into toxic substances in the body. And the body was made to deal with toxins and remove them from the body. But because of the world that we're living in now is much different than it was 100 years ago, there's a lot more toxins. So we got toxins coming in all the time, just from our environment, uh, from the food that we're eating, all these you know pesticides that are sprayed on our food, um, all the other toxic processing chemicals, the ingredients that they put in that they say are healthy things that are actually things that should not be in the body at all. Uh, there's all these kind of toxins. All these medications that we're taking are viewed by the body as a synthetic man-made substance, and the liver is made to remove those things. And so there's all these things that the body is dealing with as that is viewing as toxins. So 
when the food that we're eating, because we're not breaking it down, is also basically turning into toxins that the body has to deal with, that's a lot of burdens. That's a lot for the body to deal with. So what it will do when it can't handle the load, um, because the body can't allow all these toxins to exist in the bloodstream because the 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 chemistry of the bloodstream is very delicate. It needs to stay in these specific ranges um, or we just die, you know? So the body has all these backup systems that allows us to pull things out and, you know, other things will come and, and elevate these numbers that we view as unhealthy, like high cholesterol. We view that as unhealthy, but it's actually the body trying to use cholesterol to deal with other problems like high insulin levels and such. But the body has all these backup plans to take care of the balance of the bloodstream. And one of those mechanisms is to take some toxins. It can't do this with all things that it views as a toxin, but it can do it with a lot of them. It'll take a toxin and it'll shove it into fat cells. And that basically makes that toxin inert where it's not going to cause any trouble. And the body says, well, I'm going to store it here for safekeeping for now while I'm just overwhelmed. And when the coast is clear, I'll come back and I'll pull it out and then I'll push it out of the body, just like I do these other toxins. But with all these toxins coming in and all this garbage that we eat and the medications we're taking and the cigarettes we're smoking and you know, all this stuff, the chemicals in the water that we drink even, all this stuff is coming in, the coast is never clear. And so these fat cells become a storage unit and you know, every time you move to out of your house, you're like, why did I even keep this? Why, why do I still have this? I've moved with this seven times. I haven't used it in 15 years. So now you accumulate all this junk in your house, and that's kind of what's going on with your body. It's just this accumulation, and these fat cells start to expand with toxins, and so do our waistlines and our pants. So this is a problem to where a lot of times it's not just about you know, what we're eating and such, it's, it can be a toxicity level that's causing us to get expanded like the Stay Pop Marshmallow Man. So an inability to break down that food, having everything that we eat uh, turning into a toxin is a problem. But if that bile isn't flowing correctly, well, that's an even bigger problem. So the, t- the liver's job is to filter out junk. And then it puts this junk in the bile and then it goes and gets stored in the gallbladder. And then after the acid product leaves the stomach, the bile drops down on that to neutralize it, to help us emulsify our fats. And then it travels with it out the back door when we poop. So this bile is one of the body's main exit strategies for filth and toxins that are in the body. All the junk that the liver filtered out. So if this bile isn't flowing well, now even more toxins are, they're not leaving, so they just get reabsorbed into the system. The liver has to filter it out again. Eventually, the liver just gets overwhelmed. Like, I can't, I can't do it. You deal with it. Go, shove it in a fat cell or something. So the body uses this other backup plan, and that's more toxins that are going in fat cells. So we really need both sides of digestion working correctly um, to allow the body to function in a way where it doesn't have to use this emergency backup plan of shoving toxic junk into fat cells so that it doesn't cause other trouble. Now, sure, you know, excess weight can cause trouble and we can die from excess weight. That's a thing. But the body is like, well, that's better than dying Thursday. 
because the bloodstream became too toxic and we just fell apart. So these backup systems, the body is doing the right thing. It just happens to be a thing that you don't want it to do. You don't want to expand. You want you want to fit in the clothes that you used to fit into a few years ago. You want to shop for new things in your own closet. You know, it's fun when you, oh, I haven't been able to wear this in five years. Look at that. It's like a brand new blouse. Look at me. I'm fancy. So we want that to happen. We don't want the body storing toxins, but the body is still doing the right thing for us. It's looking, just looking out for our, our well-being. But we can help the body by fixing digestive issues that aren't working correctly, fixing these underlying causes that are causing the acid reflux, and then it's much easier for the body to lose weight. Does that make sense? Because when the body is able to get the fuel that it needs from the food by breaking down that food, when the body is able to get the minerals and the vitamins that it needs, the dietary fats, when it's able to get the amino acids, all these things have crucial jobs in the body. And the body needs all of them. So when any of those things are missing, the body's going to be like, hey, give me either more of that or something like uh, glucose that I can use in place of that. So if you're getting all those things and digestion's working in a way where you can access all of those nutrients, then the cravings go away. And we're not eating as much junk. We're not trying as hard as we can to stay on a diet but end up you know, giving into a craving every day or every other day. And when that's the case, the weight loss is a whole lot easier. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, how many diets have failed because you gave into chocolate ice cream? You know, and how, there you can't I just do the ice cream sandwich diet? You know, you've tried that. So the, all, a lot of the diets that you tried would have been fine if you could have just avoided the cravings. So that's a big deal. You, you got to get rid of that. How much easier would it be to lose weight if your body wasn't storing toxins in the body? That would be a big deal. You know, all these things would make the weight loss a whole lot easier and remove the continual weight gain that may be going on by just fixing not really the acid reflux, but the underlying cause of the acid reflux, which is usually the inability to acidify the food and break it down correctly. So when you can fix that stomach acid, and if bile's not flowing correctly, you're going to have to fix that if you're going to fix the stomach acid. Because if you fix the stomach acid, but you don't have bile flowing correctly, now that acid product that's properly acidified, good job, it's going to leave the stomach. And then right there in that first part of the small intestine, it's called the duodenum, that's where the bile drops down on it. But if there's no bile dropping down on it, it stays acidic. Well, guess what the acid was made to break down? It's made to break down protein. That's what your intestinal tract was made of. So people start to get like a duodenal ulcer. or They get a really loose stool because the body's like, this is too hot. Get this out of here, man. And person has chronic diarrhea issues, and that's not going to help either. So we really want both sides of digestion working there. And we need that bile so that we can emulsify the dietary fats that we eat because if the body is not getting fats and it's not able to break them down, you're going to get cravings for, the body's going to be saying, give me this. And you're just going to hear, what? Nella wafers? Yeah, I got that. Um, so you're going to be getting cravings and possibly even for sugar when your body's really looking for fats because there's fats and some of the processed junks that we eat. So you really need both of these sides of digestion working correctly. So you can see that the acid reflux itself is not 
causing weight gain, but you see the huge amount of trouble that can be going on if you're experiencing acid reflux. If you're having those symptoms of acid reflux, other things are going on that are very likely contributing to weight gain. So man, that was a, that was a lot to unpack for one little symptom. Way to go, Julie. Look at all that stuff you made me babble about. So, but this is a big piece of information. And a lot of people, you know, I, I do get this question a lot, so there really is a correlation. There's a reason that a lot of people are asking this. Um, but just understand that it's not a cause and effect. It's just a correlation that's going on, and it's the underlying cause of the reflux that's really creating all the trouble. So if this is you, if I've been talking to you, and you're like, yeah, this is really going on with me, then there's a few things you could do. You can go to kickitnaturally.com, and in the search box, the search box just search for acid reflux. And you'll find our episode on acid reflux that talks in a little more depth about steps to improve it and all that kind of stuff. But you're really also going to want to go through the Almost Free Digestion course just to kind of make sure you can watch and understand all those steps. We go into it in a lot more detail in that course. And you can find that at Kick It Naturally too. But what also may be helpful is we have this free digestion assessment guide that kind of talks about the different digestive symptoms that you might be experiencing and kind of talks about what the possible underlying causes are for those symptoms. Because things like constipation and diarrhea, there's more than one underlying cause for that, just like we talked about a, a variety of possible causes with the reflux too. So we have this free digestion assessment guide that helps you walk through that and kind of figure out what may be going on with you. And at the bottom of that guide, there's even you'll see the link directly to that Acid Reflux podcast episode, so you can find that too. So you can download this uh, free guide at kickitnaturally.com forward slash digest. So that's where you can find that guide and kind of check that out. So that's about it, really. We're, if you're hearing this at the beginning of the year, we have our big keto challenge coming up, the 21-day challenge where participants always lose like more weight than you would think in a 21-day period. It's pretty crazy. If you want to get on the list so that you can be in that challenge, just go to eatingfatisthenewskinny.com forward slash keto challenge and you can get on that list. And if you want to see any of the links or anything that we talked about in this episode, you can get that at the show notes page, which is at kickitnaturally.com forward slash episode 366. So hope that was good. If you guys have other things you want me to talk about in an upcoming episode, just go to kickitnaturally.com and click on the contact uh, us link and, and send me a, a question like Julie did. And we'll see if we can get on that in a future episode. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Oh,